What is going on, everybody? This is Josh, and I want to welcome you to the latest episode of the One Word Podcast. Yes, we are excited. You are tuning in. To all of our listeners out there, we're so thankful for you. Hey, real quick, if you haven't listened to our latest episode called Preview to Purpose, make sure you click pause right now, go back, and check that one out. That episode is done by my co-host, Nick, and we also get to hear from several of our listeners around the world, so make sure you go and check that one out. Hey, this episode today is going to be great. It's hosted by Nick once again, and we have a special guest named Joash Thomas from IJM. Real quick, One Word Brand exists to choose it, rep it, and live it. We want to inspire you to take the next step in your life towards a better relationship with Christ. Our website is onewordbrand.com. Make sure you go check that out for all of your needs. Get a shirt. Go ahead. Check it out. We got a blog there as well. So make sure you go to our website. That's one, just the number one, wordbrand.com. Hey, we're so excited for this episode. Get ready. Let's dive in. Right, so we are back. One word podcast. It feels like it's been a while, but hasn't really been too long. Um, but we are on our first episode of the Purpose series today, and we are more excited than ever uh, to announce that we have Joash Thomas from International Justice Mission here with us. Um, Joash is the regional mobilization manager for the Southeast United States for IJM. And I've gotten to know him over the last couple years um, with some opportunities to volunteer with IJM. And I know that it is an absolute privilege to work with him and to learn from him. And his heart for justice is contagious. And the way that he leads others in the fight for justice around the world is inspiring. So, Joe Ash, say what's up. What's up, guys? Hey, Nick. Um, I mean, first off, thanks for... Thanks for having me here. Uh, really is a privilege and a joy to get to do this with you. Uh, like you said, we've had the privilege of working together for the last couple of years. Feels a lot longer than a couple it of does, years. It does. It does. You know. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 been um, yeah yeah absolute joy. So uh, yeah, so I have the privilege of working for International Justice Mission, as you shared, and uh, IJM is the largest anti-slavery organization in the world. We have offices all over the world rescuing the poor from slavery and violence. Mm. Uh, that's our mission. So, yeah, um, my my job specifically in the U.S. Southeast is to lead our advocacy and mobilization efforts. Mm. Um, and the way we do that is through volunteer teams and volunteer leaders. So the way you and I have gotten to know each other is through the IJM South Florida team that we just launched this year. But yes, sir. Uh, you and I have been partnering on stuff in South Florida for the last couple of years. So, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my journey began with IJM really when, uh, you know, I was a college student at Georgia State University. I helped start an IJM college chapter there. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, graduated from college after working in the political world and spent uh, a year in New Delhi with our IJM India uh, team there, our field office there. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I uh, came back stateside and served as a volunteer in Atlanta and uh, came on staff a few years later and I've been on staff for the last uh, three years in my current capacity. 
Dang. Well, Joash, we are pumped. So pumped that you're you're with us today. Um, I know that you are a living legend and have so much for us in our episode. <laughs> um, and I cannot wait to get to it. So thank you for being here um, and for, for doing what you do, honestly. So before we get into those questions really quick, I want to give you guys um, a little bit of framework for what we are doing with the word purpose. So why we chose it comes from the Bible in Exodus 9:16, and it says this, but I have raised you up for this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So this is God talking to Moses saying that he has raised him up for this very purpose to show his, the power of God and that God's name might be proclaimed in all the earth. And man, what a purpose that God gave Moses right then and there. And I think that translates so much um, to all of us. So, so our inspiration behind choosing purpose for this year is really because it's not only the start of a new year, but it's the start of a new decade. 2020 is an iconic year just because it sounds cool to say 2020, um, but also because it's the beginning of something incredibly new entering into years that even though we have no idea what they hold, we can still be so expectant, so hopeful um, for them. And we want to help you guys live on purpose, live life on purpose, because we know that it's not easy to. So purpose is important because one, you don't want to be marked with by, or you don't want to be marked by purposelessness. Um, that's so, so easy to fall into. And we would probably say that if you're not living on purpose, then you are living in purposelessness. So we, we want to stay away from that. We don't want to look back when we get to 2030 and realize that we were just going through the motions, that we got to where we will be in 2030 by accident. But we want to right now at the beginning of 2020 say, no, I'm going to purpose to blank mm-hmm. or the purpose for this decade of my life is blank. And so we want to get to 2030 on purpose, personally, spiritually, emotionally, vocationally, physically, whatever it is, um, these three episodes hopefully will help you guys get a better grasp of what it means to live life on purpose. So with that being said, Joe Ash, um, with International Justice Mission, I think it's safe to say that the purpose of that of International Justice Mission, IJM, is justice. And like you said, bringing justice to those who are poor and enslaved all around the world. So could you give us a little bit of insight um, as to where that purpose came from for IJM? Yeah. And uh, Nick, I love that you started with scripture because, um, you know, to us, uh, candidly speaking, as IJM, our purpose really comes from our Christian identity. Hmm. Um, you know, we believe that this is God's work, um, the work of rescuing people from slavery and violence, uh, the work of defending the widow and the orphan. Uh, our mandate for that comes from Scripture. And, hmm. um, and you know, we believe that we serve a God of justice. And, uh, and as Christians, uh, we're called to uh, do a lot more than what the church has typically done on issues of injustice. And for us specifically, that means protecting the poor from slavery and violence. So, um, yeah, so that's really where our purpose uh, comes from. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And tell us uh, a little bit about your where that purpose kind of latched <laughs> on to you. How did you get involved um, with IJM? You told us a little bit, but um, give us a little more about how that purpose translates to you as an employee. 
Totally. So, um, you know, personally speaking, I have to remind myself every single day, uh, every single month, every single year that my purpose and my sense of identity doesn't come from uh, who I am at IJM or mm. uh, really who I am on planet Earth. Uh, you know, my purpose comes from who I am in Christ. Hmm. Um, and uh, once I recognize the source and roots of my purpose, that just, you know, that then gives me uh, the endurance that I need, uh, and the perseverance that I need to, uh, run the race that's, you know, set before me. And so, uh, you know, that, that really is where my purpose comes from. And it really is a joy getting to work at an organization like IJM because organizationally, we would say that that's where our purpose, uh, stems from as well. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, IJM was founded in 1997 by our CEO, Gary Haugen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary was a department of justice lawyer who was tasked with leading the United Nations task force, uh, right after the Rwanda genocide. Mm. Uh, so he was in Rwanda sorting through the remains of, uh, you know, just people who had been, uh, brutally murdered, uh, because mm. of genocide thousands of um you know really millions of people who who were uh murdered because of this and uh, as gary was sorting through um their remains um you know he he had this i love that you quoted moses here uh, god's conversation with moses here because uh if you go to exodus chapter three um you know moses has this burning bush moment with god and mm -hmm. so in a similar way gary almost had this burning bush moment with god where uh he felt like you know, the church wasn't doing enough about issues of slavery and violence around the world specifically. Uh, mm. What he realized was, you know, what the victims of injustice and genocide in this moment uh, needed the most was not microloans or child sponsorships or food or water. I mean, don't get me wrong. Microloans are great. Child sponsorships are great. Yeah. Uh, food, water are great. But... What the, what the victims of violence and genocide needed in that moment were none of those things. What they needed mm. was the hand that would come in and stop the hand of the oppressor from coming down on them. And, uh, and that's the role of the church. Um, and unfortunately, the church hadn't been doing anything uh, significant until that point. And so Gary uh, got the sense of purpose to change that. And, uh, you know, since then, there have been, uh, well, thousands of us around the world who've been called into this as well. You know, me as an employee, yeah. uh, my fellow colleagues uh, who work with me at headquarters mm -hmm. and around the world uh, on the front lines, but also people like you who've been called into this fight uh, as a volunteer leader here in South Florida. And mm -hmm. so we're all in this fight. We're all running this race together, seeking the Father's heart for justice. Incredible. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, man, that's awesome. So, so IJM is incredible i'm i'm on the outside and i like the vision and the mission and the strategy is all communicated so so well and mm -hmm. it's felt from truly top to bottom um and when you see anything from ijm a picture a video um even like a graphic or when you read a story of rescue uh anything like that there's something that's stirred in you that's like all right Let's go. Let's go bust down some doors. Hmm. Let's go fight some bad guys. Uh, let's get to it um, because there's a lot of just atrocities happening all over the world that you guys are intentionally purposing to fight. But um, we know and you guys even more so know that the reality of fighting justice and fighting for justice around the world looks definitely a little different than that yeah. than going and busting down some doors. So definitely tell us um, – 
for our listeners a little more about what the process looks like of IJM fighting for justice uh, around yeah. the world, what that looks like, and then uh, how the purpose of what IJM drives that on a daily basis. Totally. Well, uh, I mean, first off, you know, thrown a disclaimer out there. I don't think it's fair to say that you're an outsider, Nick. Um, <laughs> you're very much an insider. You're very much one of us in the front lines of South Florida, Fort Lauderdale. But um, <clears throat> no, but I definitely get, you know, definitely get, um, uh, definitely appreciate the question that uh, you're asking here. So yeah, um, we, uh, you know, everything really begins with, um, the process of fact finding, hmm. right? And so we have to first make sure that we know where the victims of slavery and violence are, uh, and we build evidence that's needed to fight these cases in court. Um, and but before that, we take this evidence to the local police stations and get the buy-in of uh, you know local law enforcement. Um, that's a big part of our model, and that's really a big part of our model that separates us from. A lot of other good folks that do anti-slavery, anti-trafficking work. Hmm. Uh, you have to have the buy-in of the public justice system. Yeah. And not only that, but you actually have to build a public justice system and strengthen the public justice system. Because unless, unless you do that, we could keep pulling as many people from slavery as we can. But uh, there's still going to be a systemic problem. Uh, because these holes aren't being plugged, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what that's what we focus on in IJM. We focus on the individual casework, uh, but we also focus on the big picture uh, by trying to pass good laws, good legislation, uh, but also also really building the uh, public justice system. You know, training up lawyers and judges and uh, law enforcement specialists and uh, police and uh, that kind of thing. So. Uh, yeah, so it really is a holistic model and a holistic purpose um, uh, that drives our work. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that does. That's a that is that does answer it. Um, so that that holistic model um, we know from cases that have been completed and cases that are still in progress that yeah. it takes a little bit more than like all right, we're the bad guys, let's go get them. You know, so I've heard of cases that last years and years and years and yeah. prosecutions in other countries can take so long. Yeah. Um, so how does how does finding your purpose maybe not in the result um, mm. or and more in the mission? Um, how does that play into every day of of keeping in the fight, even when it's just a drag? Absolutely. Such a great question. Um, so, yeah, so it is a long drawn process. Um and, uh, and, you know, but by, by walking with survivors through every step of the process, by walking with local government and local law enforcement uh, and the local public justice system on every step of the process, uh, we also ensure that we're, we're, we're strengthening the justice system in this hmm. way uh, for the long haul. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely hard work. It's definitely um a long obedience in the same direction as yeah. our CEO likes to say, but um, but again, we can't do this by ourselves. Uh, we uh, and that's also the reason why we have certain spiritual disciplines at IJM. We pause every day at eight thirty a.m. for a time of stillness, and then hmm. we do thirty minutes of corporate prayer later uh, together. Every office around the world, um, you know, spends time together in prayer because um, without that, without that spiritual sustenance, we really can't do this work by ourselves, and that that strengthens the purpose that draws us into this fight in the first place. 
Wow. That is such such a good example of knowing, first of all, your purpose, mm-hmm. knowing it so well, and then strategically feeding that purpose through that time of stillness, through yeah. that prayer, because the work that you guys do is heavy mm-hmm. and it can't be sustained on your own. So Absolutely. that is that's incredible. That's a great takeaway. Joe Ash, we got you on the hot seat. Come on, man. We got you on the hot seat. Oh, All boy. the way from Atlanta. I don't know what's Atlanta coming. To the hot seat. Ah. <laughs> uh, Alright, I I feel like you're just too nice of a guy to really to really turn up the heat. So I'm just gonna ask you a Bring it on, man. A regular question. A regular question. I'll take that. Here it is. So you were born in India. Yeah. That's where you grew up. And then you moved to the United States when you were when you were pretty young. Yeah, um, I was eighteen. Okay, not as young as I thought. Eighteen. <laughs> so you your least favorite part about moving to the United States mm. was blank. Man, I have never been asked that question before. It's, oh, it's usually what do you love? And uh, you know, as a naturalized U.S. citizen, I'm I'm proud to talk about what I love. Uh, so. Yeah. Man, uh, that's that's definitely an interesting question. Well, I would say, um, it, well, if I had to pick something that I didn't love, um, it would probably be people making assumptions about, um, you know, the kind of childhood I had based off oh. of uh, this movie that you may or may not have heard of <laughs> called Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> you know? Oh, geez. So I grew up in Mumbai, uh, didn't grow up in a slum. I actually grew up pretty spoiled and you know in a pretty well-to-do upper middle class family um had a you know had a driver my whole life in india had uh, a cook a maid never had to clean my room until i got to the u.s um so yeah you know it definitely uh the, the least favorite part really of um moving to the u.s apart from uh people uh, thinking that I had a slumdog childhood was probably cleaning my room for the first time in my life. <laughs> Never had to do that. That is India. just tough. That is just <laughs> tough, Joe Ash. I'm so sorry. Very tough. It's taken a lot of perseverance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to us in the United States. <laughs> Ouch. That's good. That's good. Uh, all right, Joe Ash. As we uh, close up. Yeah. Our episode today. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners uh, regarding purpose in their own lives, and maybe about how justice can can be a part of that? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I want to go back to something that uh, you highlighted. You said that a lot of your listeners right now might be feeling this urge to, oh my goodness, there are 40 million slaves around the world right now hmm. uh, that need to be rescued out of slavery and. Uh, you know, they're probably feeling this urge to go overseas, kick some doors open, <laughs> do that kind of thing. Um, my caution against that would be, you know, really seeking what we could do with what God has given us. Hmm. Um, so do, yeah. we do what we can with what we have, right? Yeah. Um, so not all of us are called to go be an intern in the field the way I did uh, right. for a whole year. Um, for, for most of us, that may not be the best thing to do for a number of reasons, but God has blessed everyone here in the United States with access to networks, skills, resources here that could be tapped into 
plenty more resources and power here in the U.S. that could be tapped into to rescue people from slavery around the world and build these public justice systems. Um, so I would encourage um, our listeners, uh, I, I would say you and our listeners, but I know you're already doing this. Uh, <laughs> so I would encourage your listeners to, um, you know, really uh, do three things. That's pray, give, and advocate. Hmm. Those are the three best things you can do right now uh, from right where we are in the United States. Yeah. Uh, on the prayer side, like I said, we do it as staff because we need that sustenance spiritually yeah. to keep going. Um, so definitely, you know, if you're a person of faith, if you're uh, if you consider yourself a Christian, uh, you know, definitely join us in praying for our work. Um, we're IJM.org. That's our website. Uh, but then also give if you can. Uh, and I know we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, every little bit matters. You know, um, our God is a God of generosity. Mm-hmm. He wants us to give generously with love and with joy. Um, and uh, part of my job is equipping our volunteers to go ask people to give generously, uh, but also advocate. Um, in fact, uh, what I'd say is, you know, if your listeners are uh, up for this, I'd, I'd love for you all to take out your phones right now and text the number 52886. Again, that's 52886. And you can text end it. So that's E-N-D-I-T, one word. You know, it's, it's basically one word, E-N-D-I-T. Uh, you're texting end it to the number 52886. And when you do that, you'll get, an, you'll get a link to, uh, that, that would direct you to a page. Uh, it's a two-minute form that you fill out. And uh, as a result of that form, you send an email to your congressmen hmm. and your senators. Um, and you're basically letting them know that you care about ending slavery in our lifetime. And you're asking them to take action on this issue hmm. of ending modern slavery. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, let's pray, let's give and let's advocate. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And I know uh, as someone who was in those shoes of wanting to go to the field and fight some bad guys and then thinking like, really, you want me to like meet with or send an email mm. or like something? It seems a little bit lackluster, but uh, it's such a good practice of purpose in and truly tapping into the resources that we have and even being a part of meetings with you and others uh, in Washington, D.C. with those um, people that are in charge of the United States yeah. really um, is is it incredible to see that they're noticing all of that so, so much. So totally. that's a great way to understand that the purpose of this mission of justice, not just through IJM, but all around the world, the just uh, following justice and God's heart for justice is so much bigger than ourselves, yet we can play such a big part of that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that, Joe Ash. And then, so as we close out this episode, we want to leave you guys with a challenge. And here's the challenge. Become a freedom partner or give a single gift to IJM. And uh, one word, uh, our heart is to give back to the community, to give back to people who are following their dreams um, and other ministries that that we share a vision with. And IJM is certainly one of those. So we want to encourage you guys. Um, again, our challenge is to become a freedom partner. Give a single gift. Joe Ash, what is a freedom partner? A freedom partner is someone who gives generously. Uh, they give $24 a month or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they give that monthly. Um, and so, you know, if you ask our teams in the field, and I was just in one of our India offices uh, a, a few months ago, and I got to ask them, hey, like, what's what's the number one thing that you need 
really, you know, I mean, yes, we're praying for you, and that that's important. But but what else? Uh, what, what's the number one thing that you absolutely need to keep rescuing these people from slavery? Mm. And uh, what they told me is, we know where these victims of violence are. We know where um, women and children are being held in slavery. We know exactly where they are. Um, what we really need is that month-to-month assurance that we're going to have the funds we need to mm. pay the investigators, uh, to pay um, th- for therapy hours for the survivors, yeah. um, you know, to, uh, to fill gas in the tank. Uh, you know, one rescue operation, just uh, for an estimate, typically costs around $6,300. Yeah. That's what it takes to rescue someone from slavery. Um, and, uh, and, and yes, yeah, so a freedom partner, when they give $24 a month or more, they give our field teams the assurance that they're going to have the funds they need on a month-to-month basis. And that then allows them to plan strategically long-term hmm. uh, to rescue these people uh, from slavery and violence. So uh, you're a freedom partner, Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a freedom partner myself. Um, I've never given back to an organization that I've worked for before. <laughs> so it's definitely new territory for yeah. me and my wife. We're both freedom partners. But uh, it truly is a joy to be a freedom partner because you then get special updates uh, that are just for freedom partners that yep. come in from the field uh, about um, how, how you know, we're using the funds that you're giving us generously uh, to change lives around the world. Uh, so yes, uh, you can become a freedom partner by um, really by texting the word joy to 52886. There it is. Again, you text joy <laughs> to 52886 and uh, we'll send you a link and that link will take you to a page where you can give a one-time gift. Um, you know, yeah, give whatever you can, really. Or uh, we'd love for you to jump all the way and become a freedom partner with us and send support 24/7, month after month, to the field. Awesome. There it is. Yeah, uh, being a freedom partner is truly uh, a gift that gives back, honestly. And there's a lot of. I know that there is a podcast that IJM released this past year that we got some exclusive content towards uh and the backstory behind that so um and then hearing stories of rescue is just uh inspiring and uplifting um for sure so mm-hmm. that's awesome uh it's a great challenge and it's not um just for the sake of of giving or being generous but it's truly finding your purpose and what's going on around the world um in this fight for justice so that is our episode for today, our first purpose episode. Joe Ash, thank you so much, man. Thanks for being here. We loved having you and hearing from you. It's it's a joy, brother. Thanks so much for having me. And, uh, you know, just uh, super inspired by what you guys do and what your listeners do. And, uh, yeah, you guys inspire us. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode today on Purpose with Joe Ash. Hey, Joe Ash, we're so thankful for you for coming in and being a part of our show. And uh, hey, as always, we want to remind you that if you enjoy listening to the One Word Podcast, it would help us so much if you took a few seconds and gave us a review, gave us a five-star review, and maybe even left a few words or comments Go ahead and share this on any social media that you have. We would be so grateful if you did any of those things. As always, we're so thankful that you tuned in and we'll catch you next time. Have a great day.